All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome here. My name is Kevin. I'm part of the pastoral staff. This is James. And Kevin and I are going to be doing something a little bit different this morning, maybe something you haven't normally experienced during a sermon. But because we have families together uh, on a long weekend like this, we are wanting to um, communicate to you in ways that will um, hit both the young and the old. So we're going to do some things that are fun. We might have, we're going to have some object lessons and have you participating a little bit. But we have one goal this morning, and that is that you leave here and you have experienced a deeper awareness and understanding of the love of God that he has for you in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's our goal, and that is our prayer. So we're going to start this morning by showing you a list. Let's see if you know what this list is. List uh, point number one. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall, not, you shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false, false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet. So can any of the the children here, can you tell me what this list is? Especially the honor your father and mother one? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that you may live a long life in the land. Oh, there, there we go. Yes. Yes, the Ten Commandments. And these are the Ten Commandments that God gave to Israel when he was calling them out as a nation. And he says, I will be your God. You will be my people. If you obey these commands, you will be blessed. If you do not obey them, you will not live long in the land. And he gave them as a way to reveal to them how they are to live in light of who he is. That's one of the main reasons that he gave them. And Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse 12, He's talking, he was looking ahead into the future, into the time in which we live, and even beyond our time. And he's saying, because of the increase of wickedness or of lawlessness, the love of most will grow cold. And we're talking about experiencing and modeling the love of Jesus. And what Jesus is saying in that scripture, he is saying that many people will begin to believe that this this law, these commands don't actually matter anymore. And that it's not really that big a deal to obey them. Because you know what? God is not really that holy. He's saying because many people will start to believe this, the love for Jesus and others will actually start to grow cold. And then Jesus says in Matthew 5 verse 18, He says, I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear... Not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will disappear from this law until everything is accomplished. And so what Jesus is saying is that as long as heaven and earth exist, and we are here living here, and we are alive here on this earth, he said obeying these commands will always matter. Because God is a holy God. And so something we have to understand that often our thoughts about God are far too small. And the thoughts about ourselves are far too big. 
So what does the Bible mean when it says that God is holy? What does that word holy mean? Just to illustrate it in a small way, just imagine for a moment that there is a painter, and this is a brilliant artist. He's renowned around the world, super gifted and talented, and he decides, I am going to paint a portrait of myself. And so he takes his brush and he takes his paint and his easel and he sets up the blank canvas and he starts to make these masterful strokes. And and after a short amount of time, there's this amazing portrait of himself. It looks just like him. The nose is shaped just right. The hair falls in place just like his. A striking resemblance. But no matter how close of a resemblance it is of himself, There is an infinite qualitative difference between the essence of that portrait and the the artist who drew it, who who painted it, who was so alive. And that's what it's like when we think about God. Our thoughts about ourselves are far too big and our thoughts of Him are far too small. When God created us, it's like He was this painter. And He made us in His image. Yes, we are made in His image. But compared to God, there is an infinite qualitative difference between ourselves and God who made us. And we will never be alive like God is alive. And so it's like with, the, with that word holy. It's like we have sailed to the edge of the sea of our human language and reason and intellect beyond which there's only more of God. And God is, because God is infinite. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. God is everywhere at once. He is morally perfect. He always knows what is right. He always does what is right. And so, when the Bible tries to describe who God is, because of how limited we are in understanding, it always takes things that we consider are great in the world around us, and it compares God to that. So we have some idea. So like God's faithfulness is like as like, high as the mountains. That his, you know, the, the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. And he's trying to somehow help us to comprehend the greatness of our God. And the holiness of God when it is real, revealed in Scripture is called his glory. Or that God is light. And so in 1 John 4 which Maureen talked about last Sunday. In chapter 4, it says God is love. But John, before he says that God is love, in chapter 1, he says God is light. In other words, God is a holy God. Because until we understand who this God is that loves us, we're not going to really appreciate the love that he has. And has shown for us. So the first reason we have these commands is to reveal to us how we are to live in light of who God is. And now we want to illustrate, Kevin and I together, the second reason why God has given us these commands. And that is to reveal to us who we are and our desperate need for Jesus. And to, uh, to do this illustration, I'm going to need a kid to come up here and help us. I see a hand already. Have you been to the dentist recently? Yeah, you. No, you haven't? Come on up. You win. Yeah, come on up here. We need, th- we need some help here. You get to visit Dentist James 
and his helper, <laughs> dentist Kevin. So come on up. Thank you. Thank you. No, we're not cooking. We are... No. Uh, have a seat in the dentist chair. There we go. Okay. Now, uh, before Dentist James uh, sees you, I'm going to just take a quick look here, if you don't mind. A little, a little wider. There we go. Okay. Does she have teeth? Uh, she has teeth. Nice. Good. She also had Cheerios for breakfast. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. At least they're not Fruit Loops. Okay. Uh, tip back a little bit more here. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Wait, we got. Uh, yeah, we got. Uh, at least, at least five. Okay. Maybe a few All more right. teeth in there. Yep. Awesome. Did you brush your tongue this morning? You did. Good. Oh, okay, that's wow. good. Just check. Just check. Uh, go ahead. Uh, take a look. See okay, first, see. we want to give you a needle. Actually, I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. This is true. This is, this is actually just a dentist mirror. So if you want to open your mouth again, we just got to take a look around. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what is that dangly thing in the back of her throat? I don't know. You can take that one out. Yeah. I, I don't know if that... <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? You got a dangly thing there. Oh, oh, yeah. Look at, look at the K39. It's kind of... K39. It's pushing up against the, the, yeah. The, yeah, the back yeah, molar. Exactly. Oh, oh. Wait, there, you find some, There's the there cavity. It there right it is. There. I knew we had one here. We got a cavity. Yes. Okay, oh, so you know what? what I think what here? we're going to have to do... Yeah. Okay. Let's... Uh, I think we're going to have to actually extract. You think so? Yeah. Here in church? Yeah, right, right here. Yeah, okay. This is serious. Okay, let's try. Take a look. That's a big one. Okay. Yeah, your right. mom didn't notice that one. Did okay, you? let's do it. Okay. Okay. How are we going? Yep. What are you? No, no, whoa, 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 no. What? What, what? What's wrong? Not with that. A mirror can detect the cavity, but it, it can't fix the cavity. Right. Yeah, okay? that's true. No, you can't. You're going to have to go see a real dentist. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but you know what you do get for coming and helping us? You do get something that will help you with those cavities. There you go. Just to keep you coming there back. You have a seat. Have a seat. Good yes. job. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. Going to the real dentist to seem like a breeze, hey? You know okay. what, Kevin? There is something that has been bothering me. What's that? Come here. Down there? Yeah, just come here. Okay. So, yeah, look at look at that end, and then look at this end. Yeah. Can can you not see it? It's a stage. No, no, no. Can you not see what's wrong? There's a piano there. Drums are look, there. Look that looks fine. Ever since they have renovated, the stage is not level. It's not level. It's not level. Oh boy. Brad's not going to be happy about that. Here. Let me just... What are you meaning? Let me just prove it to you. Oh, you happened to bring a level today. Yes, I did. Coincidentally. Don't you bring a level to church? You never know. So... I was wondering why I was going one way or another. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Uh, Yeah, it's out. I don't know. So, you know what? I think that... If I go to this end, yeah, and maybe if I bang it right whoa, here. Whoa, 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 no. What's Jeez. wrong? A level can only show us if it's level. It can't fix the stage and make it level. Okay. Okay. I got, I got it. You got it? Yeah. Let's see if everyone else gets it, though. So what we were illustrating is the purpose of the law. 
So the law is like this dentist mirror. And it reveals to us, when we actually try to obey it, what it reveals to us is there's actually something wrong. That we actually have a problem. And the problem is that we have a sinful nature that is actually hostile to God. And when we try to obey, we find we actually don't even want to obey. In Romans 8 verse 7, says that the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not obey God's law, nor can it do so. So like the mirror, it reveals to us that we have a problem. And it's also like the level, and that when we try to obey the commands, we realize that something in our very character is not as it should be. Our characters are distorted. And it's like the place in us where our will and our strength to obey lives, something is wrong. And it's not as it should be. And that's what Paul says in Romans 3, verses 10 and 12, if you want to bring that one up. It says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. The problem is that though the law reveals this to us, it's powerless to help us. The law can reveal our sinful nature, but it cannot change it. But God, in Romans 8, Paul says, God who is rich in mercy, God Knowing that the law was powerless, he sent his son to do what the law could not do. And Jesus came to this life, became one of us, dies on the cross, and God, through Jesus, forgives us for all the times we could not obey. But not only that, he starts to change our character. He changes the very essence of who we are, he changes our very nature. We begin to, instead of being hostile against God, we begin to seek after Him, begin to long for Him, we begin to want what He wants. And He opens up our eyes to start to see our sin for what it is. It changes our character. And it was very costly what Jesus did. It costs God His only Son. And I think sometimes we can forget what it is that it cost Jesus and all that we have to be thankful for in Jesus. Uh, Isaiah 53, put it up on the screen here, says it this way. It was written hundreds of years before Jesus was around. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. It says, But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. We want to... uh, We want to take a look at... uh, 
at what Jesus has done for us. We want to, we want to give a bit of an illustration here. And again, I'm going to need uh, some kids uh, to help us out with this analogy. Or those who act like kids are fine. Hello. What's your name? That's you. Yeah, you're a kid. You're still a kid. Okay, so what, uh, what's your name? Okay, Brittany. Um, would you like to talk about it? Okay. Okay, there you go. Uh, James, could you do 10 push-ups for Brittany so that she can have a chocolate bar? There you go. All right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What's your name? Taryn. Taryn. Okay. Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups? Would you like a chocolate bar? Kit Kat. Okay. There you go. Would you, could you do 10 more push-ups for Taryn so she can have a chocolate bar? All right. How's it going? Uh, what's your name? Alexander. Alexander, would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah. Um, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Alexander so that he could have a chocolate bar? Which one do you want? What about you? What's your name? Diana? Okay. Would you like a chocolate bar? James, uh, Jenna, could you do 10 more push-ups so that Jenna can have a chocolate bar? Hello. What's your name? Sarah. Sarah, um, would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah, okay. Uh, which one would you like? Coffee crisp? Okay, there you go. James, uh, could you do 10 more push-ups so Jenna could have a chocolate bar? Sarah? Sorry. There you go. For Sarah. I'll spread the wealth here. What's that? How's it going, Moses? Yeah. What's that guy doing? Come here, bud. So, uh, Moses, would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah. James, could you do 10 more push-ups so that Moses could have a chocolate bar? Which one did you like, bud? Let's go down this way. Good morning. You're good. You're good. Okay. What's your name? Christina. Okay. Christina, would you like a chocolate bar? That one? Yeah? Okay. James, could you do 10 more push-ups so Christina can have a chocolate bar? You can help yourself. What's your name? Larissa? Carissa. Carissa. Would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah? Okay. James, uh, could you do 10 more push-ups so Carissa can have a chocolate bar? your name? Haley. Okay. Uh, Haley, do you want a chocolate bar? Yeah. James, could you do uh, 10 more push-ups so Haley can have a chocolate bar? 
Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah. Would you like a chocolate bar? No? Okay. Uh, James, could you uh, do 10 more push-ups for Yumi? He, he doesn't want a chocolate bar. Good morning. What's your name? <clears throat> Hillary. Sorry, Adelie. Would you, would you like a chocolate bar? Yes. Okay. Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Adelie, who would like a chocolate bar? What's your name? Everett. Would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah. Hey, James. Could you do 10 more push-ups for Everett so she can have a chocolate bar? Okay, what's your name? Cohen. Would you like a chocolate bar? Okay, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Cohen, who would like a chocolate bar? your name? Julie. Julie, would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah. Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Julie, who would like a chocolate bar? Would you like a chocolate bar? Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Peyton so that she can have a chocolate bar?
What's your name? Maura? Maura, would you like a chocolate bar? Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Maura, who would like a chocolate bar? your name? What's your name? Eleanor. Eleanor, would you like a chocolate? Uh, James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Eleanor so that she could have a chocolate bar? What's your name? Harlan. Would you like a chocolate bar? All right. James, could you do 10 more push-ups for Harlan so that she can have a chocolate bar? What's your name? Andy? Would you like a chocolate bar? Yeah? James? Can you do 10 more push-ups for Andy, who would like a chocolate bar? How's it? No, no, no. Hey. No, only I can do it. 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 No. Oh, hey, hey, no, no. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Only, only Jesus can pay the price. Sorry, man. Sorry, Ray. 
You're not on for preaching Only this I morning. Can do it. Doesn't count. Thanks, man. James catch his breath here for a minute. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's interesting the emotion that comes up in people as you, you know, Ray coming up here and being like, okay, I'll help, I'll step in, I'll whatever. You good? Yep. If you just want to bring up that that picture. You know, every every spiritual gift that we receive costs something. It all costs us something. It costs Jesus something. So when you look at a beautiful picture like this, and you see just the gorgeous fall colors in the lake and the sky. When you look out a window at a picture like this, there's one thing that we don't often take notice of or maybe appreciate, and yet it's there every time. And that's the window, the means by which we see. And it, We have, as believers, we have such an incredible gift of spiritual sight. Do we realize what a gift this is? That we can actually see. That we can see Jesus for who He is. That we have saving faith that has us believing that Jesus died for our sins. And that He can save us. That we actually want to be with God and we want God. Do we realize what a gift this is? And that it costs something. We can't forget the window by which we see. The means by which we see. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it, was not a, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. So Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, He says, Come to me, you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And some of us still live as if we're under the law, and we think that when we can't do what's right, we don't live up to God's commands, that this sin actually now separates us from Jesus, and we end up just trying to manage our guilt. 
And our conscience tells us a thousand times that we've failed. And we lock ourselves into this house of shame. And we are alone. And we're held hostage. But you've got to remember what Jesus did. Jesus says, no, come to me. If you are weary and burdened by sin, don't try to do it on your own. That's why I went to the cross. Just come to me in faith in your sin, in your depravity, in your shame, and in your guilt, and I will give you peace. And I will give you forgiveness. I will give you rest. And we're talking about experiencing and modeling the love of Jesus. It's only when you come to Jesus in your brokenness and in your sin, you actually begin to experience his love. And then you learn how to love yourself. And you learn how to love others long enough until they experience the same love that Jesus had for you. But you have to come to Jesus. Let's close off. We'll close off with this. Romans chapter 8. Paul's confession here. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angel nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Let me pray. God, you are a holy and awesome God. You made us in our image, and yet we are fallen. We are not uh, perfect. We have sinned. We give you thanks for the cross that you came to die on to make us clean and whole and pure in your eyes. God, thank you for that price that you paid for everyone, those who accept the gift and those who don't. You paid the price. And God, we give you praise. We thank you for your love so that we can experience you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen.